we really appreciate your taking the time to give us some insights from your experience with Toastmasters. I'm Tom Holloway, the immediate past president of FAA Speechmasters, and I was the Division C director last year. And on July 1st, I finally got my DTM. My colleague is Stephanie Alston. Good morning, Ms. Burkett. My name is Stephanie Alston, and I am a member. I've been a member of Toastmasters, Cahotec Toastmasters, for over 20 years. And I just got my DTM. So, unlike you, I have one. And we are so delighted and honored to interview you this morning. And thank you for agreeing uh, to do this interview to be a part of District 27s. So, what I'd like to start off asking you, uh, Ms. Burkett, is when did you join Toastmasters? I joined Toastmasters on Valentine's Day in February 1972. Wow. I was just a little girl then. <laughs> you probably weren't even born. <laughs> I'm 98 years old. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You are, that's incredible. That, that's wonderful to have such a long life. What attracted you to Toastmasters back in 1972? There weren't any women in Toastmasters in 1972. Toastmasters organization started in 1924. Until I joined in 1972, they were all men. When I went into Toastmasters, I was pushed in by a man. He said he was tired of having all men at the meeting. He went in some women there, too. So he started working on me for three months before I decided, yes, I'd go to a meeting. It was my first meeting. He sent in my application. He didn't send my name in. He, went, he sent my initials, HL, because they knew that the women were not allowed in Toastmasters. But several weeks later, after he sent in my application and paid the dues, dues were only $8 for six months, he um, came back to my office and he says, Helen, they want a full name. I said, I told you I wasn't going to join. I'm not paying the dues. I said, I don't want to be at an organization where they were all men. He said, what do you want to be called? And just because I got such a, I got kind of provoked with him. I said, call me Herman. So my application went in as Herman Burkett. <laughs> well, Miss Burkett, thank you so much for being a trailblazer for women in Toastmasters. So we kind of stand on your shoulders for that. So what happened, I, I started going to the meetings, but the men just looked at me as if I was a sore head or something. No one talked to me, but I didn't care. So one, with one meeting, we used to meet every Thursday, every, we met every week. It's our president of the club. He said, before we have a regular meeting today, we have to have a little meeting. He said, I'm going to call Toastmasters International. So he called Toastmasters International right there in front of me. He says to them, he said, do you know Herman's a female? And I don't know what was, was said at the other end, but we had 27 members at that meeting. But the person at the other end said, we haven't done it, but we have our conference in August, listen to this, we're going to allow women to join. It said, we're going to have women join. We're going to allow women to join. It was, I, was, I did this in 
about March or April. This, they're going to have the international conference in August of that same year. So they said, if you change your constitution, if you change your bylaw, your um, constitutional rules and your bylaws, right today, she can join as a female. So uh, they took a vote, and out of 27 members, 25 said yay, two said nay, and the people who said nay was the president and the EVP of the club. When they voted me in, the president and EVP walked out of the club. Wow. Well, you know what, Ms. Smith, thank you so much for breaking ground for us women. We applaud you, and I'm applauding you right now. I understand you recently celebrated a birthday. Which birthday did you celebrate? On June 14th. I was born at 6 o'clock in the morning. And I've been, and ever since then, I've been getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and, and which I go to bed about 11, I go to bed about 12 o'clock at night and get up at 6. You seem very active. Which birthday did you just celebrate, if you don't mind sharing that with us? Which birthday, what, what birthday did you just celebrate? 98. 98. 98. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's wonderful. Uh, that, that is great, Helen. Uh, Helen, what is your secret to living all the years of your life? You've uh, obviously you know, done that very me. well. I live up my husband's philosophy. My husband passed away when we were married for 74 years. And he says, have a, be happy. Well, first he says, exercise. Keep healthy by exercising. He said, don't sit around doing nothing. He said, that television will stay there all year, all day. Get up and do something. Okay? Be active. Have a good diet. I don't eat sugar and I don't eat salt. I don't have sugar or salt in my home. I don't eat snacks. I don't eat between meals. And when I was diagnosed as a diabetic type 2, my husband says, Honey, I don't want you making separate meals for me. He said, I'll eat the same thing you do. So that's what we did. We ate a lot of vegetables, a lot of green food. I don't eat red meat, you know. I eat chicken and I eat fish and I eat turkey. Oh, that sounds like some excellent advice. And what happened? He says, and smile. He says, when you meet somebody and they don't smile back at you when you're smiling at them, he says, walk away from them. He says, they're not going to be a good friend. Anybody that doesn't smile at you when you're introduced to them, don't do anything with them because they'll never be a good friend of yours. All they'll do is bring your, their troubles to you. So there you go, exercise, a good diet, and smile all the time. That sounds like some really profound advice. And congratulations on, uh, on 74 me. years of marriage. How many speeches did I give? Do you know I've probably given about 4,000 speeches in order to get your DTMs. You had to go through so many, many manuals. It's not like having Pathway now. Then we had a lot of manuals go through before you get your DTM. No, that is great. The best thing I ever did in my life was, was two things. Marry a good man that I married a good husband and joining Toastmasters. 
was, I'm so happy I joined Toastmasters. I've learned a lot. I used to be an introvert. I'm no longer an introvert. I can walk up to anybody and say hi and talk to them. Before I, I used to go into a crowd, I used to stand by a wall, not do anything. Everybody around me was having a good time. I would just sit there. I don't do that anymore. I get up, I can talk to anybody. And it's always something that's amazing, some good, something new that I want to know. I've learned so much. I've learned so much. And even doing my, doing my Toastmaster, my DTMs, I learned so much. I learned a lot about history, a lot about geography, and about people. The best thing I learned was about people. We always have a big party at my birthday. All the clubs I belong to. Well, we didn't have one this year. They don't care if it's going to be two years after it's my birthday. We're still going to have a big party. That's great. That's great. And I have something I want to tell you, too. You know, my husband never was a Toastmaster, but he has a DTM. You say, well, how did he? How did he? By being a dutiful Toastmaster mate. (laughs) DTM. That's that's the, uh, Spring, the Springfield Club made him a DTM, and after the Springfield Club made him a DTM, District Thirty Six made him a DTM. So that's how my husband got a DTM. Do you have a DTM? Excellent. Your husband. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm telling you, just work at it, and you'll be the proudest person in the world. When you get to that point where you get an ETM. I was a Toastmaster for four years when I got my first ETM. But in those days, you could not claim a DTM unless you were a Toastmaster for five years. So I had to wait one year before I could claim my first DTM. Do you, do you know Benny Bell? I'm sorry, I don't. No. He was the international president with Bill Long before you were born. He was in the Navy, and he was stationed in one of the Near East countries. He started a club in one of those Near East countries. And every year he went back to be our guest. But he was my mentor. Benny Bob was my mentor. I'm amazed at what you've been sharing, and I've been taking notes. So what would you say has been your favorite moment in Toastmasters? I think being accepted by the men. Okay. I was a... Yeah, you know, as a as a member, as a member instead of a, a worm that crawled in. Right. But after after we changed the Constitution bylaws, and I was able to become Helen Burkett instead of Herman, <laughs> that was a joyful thing. <laughs> so, I'm sure. Well, again, Helen, let, let me let me tell you something else. The president and the EVP that walked out of the meeting. They worked in maintenance at the hospital where I worked, and I worked in the, as an executive. Every time I see them walking around, I said, "Hi, how are you?" They turned their face. <laughs> I was terrible. Well, I was again, terrible. Again, Helen, we I just we just so appreciate all the women. I'm sure I can speak for all the women who are toastmasters or who aspire to be toastmasters. Thank you for breaking that that ground there for us. What I know, you said well, you. Thirteen DTMs. I don't know anybody who's ever achieved five DTMs, and I'm sure there are. 
other than that, what would you say is the most difficult thing you've achieved in the Masters? If, difficult? Yeah, what would you say would be the most difficult thing you've done in Toastmasters? When I was, when I gave my first speech. Yeah, I, I think that, I think a lot of people, when they join Toastmasters, is getting over that first speech can be difficult for them. Yeah. Let me tell you something. When I get up to give my speech, I wear glasses sometimes only to read. But if, I don't know what possessed me, but I got up to give my speech. I took my glasses with me. And as I gave, was giving a speech, I was twirling the glasses. And the band that was going to do my evaluation, he said after the meeting, he said he said I was going to throw the glasses at him because he is my evaluator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another thing, too, the first meeting I attended, Mel, the man that pushed me into Toastmasters, by the way, was Mel Shiver. And as we were walking across from the hospital across the campus to the university where they were holding the meeting, we got on the elevator to went up to the third floor. As we got off the elevator, we could hear all this noise, men laughing, just having a good time. When I stepped through that door, you couldn't hear a sound. They looked at me and said, how dare you walk into this room with us men? So Mel says to me, Helen, go sit down. I went and sat down, and it was a wonderful meeting. I'd never been to a, a Toastmaster meeting before. They had good speeches, good evaluators. I never heard of table topics, and they were also good. When the meeting was just about ready to be adjourned, they asked me how I thought the meeting came about. I said, oh, it was wonderful. I said, good speeches, good evaluations. And I never heard of table topics. You know, they looked at me and never asked me to come back. Well, you, you know, know, we have people come to visit. Now when we have people come visit us, we always ask them to come back. Well, they didn't ask me to come back. Well, thank you for, being, for your courage, because some people might have gotten intimidated in that atmosphere, but you, you stood your ground. Thank you so much. And I'll tell you, Toastmasters was yeah. one of the second best thing I ever did. I love Toastmasters. I love the people. Like, you know, when I go to, to a meeting, I go up to all of you and hug you. I miss those hugs. And by the we, way, we, we all in, the Helen, in Helen Bacchette Club, there's a man who was a guest. He put out his hand to shake my hand. I said, oh, no, 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 no. I'll hug you. So after I hugged him, he looked at me and says, you know, that's probably the only hug I'll get all year. He joined Toastmasters. Well, hopefully we can get back to those hugs, Helen. Uh, Helen, you, you've said you, you got the DTM 13 times. What kept you motivated to continue on those? To get my DTM? Uh, yes. So you, you, you got the DTM, and then you got another one, and you got another one. What kept you motivated well, to continue getting I gave those? a lot of speech. I gave a lot of speeches from the manuals. So I thought as I was giving speeches, I won an award for it. Mm -hmm. Every time I gave a speech from one of the manuals, I sent it to Toastmasters International. And they add up to enough where I had my CC and CTM, all those little things. They made mm -hmm. a, made a, a DTM. See, we used to have about, yes. what, about 12, 10 manuals? You'll never believe 
what Toastmasters was like when I first joined. We've got just a couple more questions for you. What what advice would you give to someone who is completely new to Toastmasters? To get a mentor to help. Don't try to do it yourself because you really can't do it by yourself. You need somebody to, like if you're going to give a speech, you would run it by your mentor, and he would say, okay, that's okay. But if it didn't sound like it should be heard by other people, he'd tell you. You mm -hmm. should talk. Oh, and two things you're not allowed to talk about it, uh, speeches and Toastmasters, religion and politics. That's a no, 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 no. You don't talk about religion, and you don't talk about politics. But talk about something that's going to be of value to the person that's going to learn to give speeches. Do you know I give a speech every meeting at the Helen Burkett Club? Every club. We meet twice a month, and I give a speech. You know what I give a speech on? All my things that I've done from the time I've been at Toastmasters and it's from the time I lived on this earth. They love my speeches. Just like I'm going to give a speech on Sunday. How to say no. That's something I learned. Sounds like some Whenever you're going advice. to give a speech, if you think about what you're going to say, say something that's going to be of value to the person that's listening. Because why should he or she sit there and listen and not get anything out of it? How many times have you gone to a, to one of the uh, district uh, meetings and uh, district uh, conferences and somebody gives a speech that you didn't learn anything from the speech, yet he or she will win the speech? Have you, been, have you heard that? Have that happened to you? Somebody that came along was much better, came in second, and the person, because he probably had a lot of friends that were doing a lot of voting, so he or she became this first person that won the award. You know, my husband wasn't a Toastmaster, but he could give a better evaluator than anybody in the club <laughs> because he didn't have any friends that he's going to vote for. And I'm sure he learned a lot uh, from Helen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Helen, we, we thank you for your example and your inspiration. Hope you have a great Thanks. day. Thank and you I'll so much, Miss Helen. We appreciate you. I'm say, Keep going. Okay. Inspire me. Uh, no, no, I'll say so long and God bless you. <laughs>